This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Stephen A. Smith is in the building. Larie Favors is here. Hey, we're, we're having a conversation. Um, and I just want to ask you, because I'm always fascinated. Let me just say this uh, publicly for everyone who, who cares. I am incredibly proud of not just you and your career and everything. I just, when I sit and I watch where you are, it, it tells me the possibilities, right? It tells me that everything is possible, right? And... I know some of the things that you've gone through to get to where you are. I just want to ask you, as you move in the world and as you increase in your territory and power and fame and money, are there any regrets? Um, one of them would be procrastinating on writing my book, which you've been getting on me about for years. Yeah, it's been more than a decade. Uh, it's been more than a I've, I've I've written a couple of chapters now. I'm on it now. I'm on it now. Um, that's one. Uh, believe it or not, on a personal level, uh, without getting too deep into the weeds, my mom, God rest her soul, uh, she passed away a couple of years ago. Mm. I lost, lost a long bout with cancer. Um, one of my biggest regrets is that she never saw me get married. Mm. My mother was um, incredibly proud of me. She had a strong belief in me. Um, and there was very, very little that I did wrong in her eyes. Uh, but the one thing that she always wanted to do was to see me married. And I came close, but I never pulled that off for her. And um, that's, a, that's a huge, huge regret for me because to be the wonderful woman that she was, the greatest woman that I've ever known, um, that would have been the ultimate tribute to her to say that I'm sure, without a doubt, that I have found somebody that I believe in the way that you want me to believe in them. And it's not a woman's fault, it's mine. I did that because I was fixated and growing up poor and starving and hell-bent on never going back on the grind, 200 plus days a year on the road, yeah. mm. just grinding and knowing that I did not have the time nor the emotional interest in being that invested in mm. one human being. Um, and so many times throughout my life, and you don't, you don't do it intentionally, you actually think you're right, but you're pointing the finger in a multitude of different directions instead of looking at yourself and realizing that you aren't a grown up. You weren't as, as, as good of a man as my family, my friends, my loved ones, and my mom firmly have always believed that I am. I'm certainly not perfect, and I could have been better. And when she's, you know, and I said this, and I, and I told you this one time, you know, in a private conversation, when you are a man, if you're married and you lose your mom and you was a mama's boy, as much as it hurts, it's kind of all right from the standpoint you're going to be okay because you got that someone. But you never think about it. As a single dude, mm. when your mama's gone, you wake up and you go like this. The woman who loved me most and who loved me more than anybody in this world probably ever will. Unconditional love was her. She's gone. And so when that moment hits you, 
you find yourself alone in ways that you have never imagined. And what I thank God for is Sumatra Abernathy, my personal assistant for the last 15 years, Karen, my sister, people like Kerry Chandler, um, human resources guru, and my sisters, Carmen, Abigail, Arlen, and Linda, my boys, my friends, they know who they are from college, my childhood buddies. I'm one of those guys I can afford to be fearless because I got friends. I got an inner circle. If I, don't get me wrong, it's always good to meet new people and have new friends, but I don't, I don't meet anybody no. else. I'm all right because mm. I got enough love to cushion me, but it actually takes that in order for me to walk around with a smile every day because of the loved ones that I have in my life that keep me afloat. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't expect you to do that, but that was that was powerful, and I know somebody out there needed to hear that. So, brothers, um, y'all need to get married. That's the message. Y'all got it. Stop, you got to do what's right for you. Stop playing around. You got to do what's right for you. Put I a said, ring that on wasn't it. The, that wasn't the <laughs> that moral wasn't the of the message. Put a ring you know on it. Stop playing. <laughs> that wasn't the moral of the message, but I got you. All right. I got you. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Right. 866-801-8255. Sean in California. Hey, Sean. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. You want to talk to Stephen A.? Yes. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, yep. And thank you uh, for sharing that uh, uh, moment there, sir. Uh, but I do have a question for you, brother. Um, unfortunately, I listen to a lot of, and this is unfortunate, I listen to a lot of conservative talk radio. Actually, I call a lot, and they hate me. But nonetheless, one dude I call a lot, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. He mentions you a lot. Yeah. Yes, he does. He mentions you a lot. Yeah. And he mentions about how you guys are friends and all these kinds of good things, mm-hmm. which I think is good because you should have, we should have some sort of friendship, you know, on the other side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. But this dude here is on a whole nother plane. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. how do you maintain such a, a good friendship with this guy who I know is not, a, he's not for us. Mm-hmm. And maybe for a certain 10%, but he ain't for the 90%. Well, first of all, it depends on how you look at it. Let me explain. <clears throat> Mark Levin and I have never broke had bre- dinner together, even though we might someday in the future. We ain't never had breakfast together. We never hung out together. Nothing like that. Um, I am not a I am not a hardcore conservative or anything like that. Do I come from a home with some conservative principles? You damn right I do. I was raised by black parents, and a lot of a lot of folks that are black have families with conservative principles. Even when we voted Democratic, we still have conservative principles. I voted for one Republican in my life, one. And that was Governor Chris Christie because I couldn't stand Corzine. That was in New Jersey. That was it. I understand you don't like her, uh, Christie, but damn it, I didn't like Corzine, okay? But that's about it. Uh, but I say this to you to say to say this. When people say he's not for us, you know, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, who I also know, whatever. Also know Joe Madison. I also know Karen Hunter. I know a lot of people like Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, Mark Lamont Hills, one of my boys. The list goes on and on. Let me be very, very clear. You don't have to agree with me to get along with me. And your definition of not being for us. I'm not down. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I don't have a problem with somebody who has conservative views that totally differ from mine. Now, if they muzzle and mute my voice or our voices, that's different. But a lot of times, and I've used this analogy in sports, particularly when it came to the whole Colin Kaepernick issue. He's kneeling. He's taking the knee. He's bringing attention to racial oppression, racial inequality, police brutality. I, as a black man, appreciate that. Okay, you love people and you love giving them gifts. 
FabFitFun is the thing to get. It's $200 worth of products for just $49.99, and it's seasonal. So it's the fall. So when you go on FabFitFun.com, you fill out the little questionnaire because it asks you about the person that you're sending it to. So it curates it. So if it's like my mom, which is what I've, I sent her, don't tell her, I sent her a box for the fall too. I'll tell her the age and the things she likes, like she likes to drink wine and all of this. And then they will customize the box and send it to the person that you love or do one for yourself. All right, so go to Fab Fit Fun for the seasonal box, full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99. Always the value is more than $200. Use my coupon code, This is Karen for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Coupon code, This is Karen. FabFitFun.com. Check it out. It's beautiful. I love it. It's fun. It's fab. And it's fit. There you go. I have no problem with the fact that white billionaires don't. I don't expect them to identify with me. I don't expect them to be sensitive to my plight. I expect them to be sensitive to their interest. I, my job is to make sure that my agenda potentially impacts their interests so they could capitulate to some degree to my beliefs and what my agenda may be. But I don't expect them to go home having some epiphany and adopting something I can't possibly expect them to relate to. Mark Levin has been a diehard conservative all his life. You know, so you talk to my man, uh, Will Cow. Will Cow, you, 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 and him, you and him, have, listen, <laughs> you and him have butted heads, but let me tell you something. You don't mind having him on your show. You've talked to him. Yeah. You talk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, but I'm saying, you, you disagree, and that's it. We have to get beyond that point where we're looking at people who we disagree with, who we don't vibe with at all, and that's an excuse not to communicate with them. I don't vibe Under with that. Under normal circumstances, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. These are not normal times, and I think people are willfully doing things, mis misinforming and using propaganda that I believe is completely destructive to our progress, and I think we're in some special times. Well, I do believe that, but I will tell you this. This, this is what I will say this, my personal belief about Mark Levin. The man believe what he's saying. Oh, he does. No, no, I mean, the man believe no, what he's no, saying he now. Absolutely I mean, does. The, you're and, right. and, and and number two, and number two, my attitude is this. If somebody, do you know what I do on a regular basis? This is what I do on a regular basis. I might touch on something political, but I always direct them to her. And Joe and Joe <laughs> Madison. And like, in other words, I know my lane. That's right. You and you can stay uh, from the lane. So, so, so I'm right. going like this. No, that's, this a is smart, my that's a smart that's move, but you do know this lane. So right. let me just be but, clear. But you know this lane I, too. I know it, but not like you because I'm doing so many things okay. in the world of sports. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of I'm watching, I'm reading, I'm listening. But I don't know. All right, let me go into an area and Sean, right. great question. Sure. That you made. You talked about being a realist. Are there incremental things? Let's get back to the HBCU conversation. Mm -hmm. Are there things that can be done? You know, my vision, of course, Bron Bron taking the crew, going to Winston-Salem, right. <laughs> the FAMU. I, think, I like that, too. Mm -hmm. um, what other things can we do to disrupt this system? The NCAA, when cabal. You talk about, that, well, let's use this example when you talked about the players. Okay, maybe you don't, maybe you don't go if you decide that you don't want to go to an HBCU. How about insisting in the NBA that you know what you have exhibition games on these campuses? How about insisting okay. how about insisting okay. that an all-star weekend has 
black participation in terms of the battle of the bands for HBCU Week in Delaware. That. How about making sure that's a part of NBA All-Star Weekend? Exhibition games. How about making sure that you got guys that are, show, that are showing up on these campuses? How about insisting that when the NBA or, or the NFL or other sports get involved in community activity, that you have these people in the inner city community, that you have them making sure that underprivileged kids are associated with some of these activities that you're promoting mm. and making sure they're front and center. How about making a concerted effort to go out to the parks, Rutgers Park, West 4th Street, go to parks in Chicago and L.A. and beyond and saying, excuse me, you got 450 plus players in the NBA. You got 1,800 players plus on a roster come opening day. Excuse me, how about making sure that we don't always use the farm system that is college sports mm. in order to recruit some of these athletes? You know what I joked about when they when they gave, when, when they talked about me potentially being a president of basketball operations someday? I said, let me tell you something. I need a goon on my squad. I need somebody that's ready to, to do some physical stuff for somebody. When you're playing basketball mm. and somebody just shooting jump shots all over the right. place, I need rebounders. I need bodies, banging right. bodies. I don't need to go to college. I go out to Rutgers Park. Mm. I promise you I'll find somebody 6'6", yes, 250. Yeah. You understand? Listen, yeah. your job is to defend, rebound, and knock people on their backside to let them know, don't come in this 10-foot area right here. The Knicks did it with Oakley and Ken Bannister yeah. and, and Anthony they Mason, God rest his soul. Mm. Rodman is a Hall of Famer that would, did nothing but rebound rebound and, and, and play, play defense. defense. They found them bagging groceries. Mm. John Stark, same thing. I'm saying there are ways to get yourself integrated into that kind of environment where you're peeling from it to highlight and showcase what's going on elsewhere. It ain't always something as extreme as you mentioned, okay. even though that would be ideal. Okay. Um, all right, we're back. Stephen A's here. Mm-hmm. All right, listen. I Kareem in Maryland. Be nice. I cannot. Team players. Yeah, I, team I, saw player. you, I saw what you did, but I'm not here for it. Uh, Kareem in Maryland, <laughs> please. This is what I got to deal with, y'all. This is what I got to deal with. I know. Hey, Kareem. Good evening. Good, Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to um, basically make a statement that what Karen is saying is factual, and I want to let it be known that when LeBron James was in high school, ESPN made it their point to show high school games more high school footage of games while he was there. He moved Good the point. barometer, and these kids, these kids can move it. If four of them and LeBron's son went, I guarantee – that someone will, will switch. And Stephen A., I, I really want to say that it's up to you guys. It's up to you. It's up to our black community that's within sports broadcasting to also move the barometer, to make these guys move. We are the ones that make things happen. Okay. I'm not- what? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Kareem. Appreciate I don't disagree you. with him. Do you think Bron Bron is as good as I think he is? I don't know. I haven't watched him. Okay. I, I'm going to say it doesn't matter. Right. Because LeBron's going to show up to every and game the hype and act there. a damn fool, right. and they're going to be there for him. And uh, by the way, I don't have a problem with LeBron showing up to support his son. I don't know how people got on him for that. That was either. ridiculous. Well, black people, black men were only recently allowed to be fathers. It's a post-slavery mm. development, so a lot of folks are not used to it. Gotcha. What about Rich Paul, speaking of LeBron? What about him? Uh, he's now thinking about putting a toe in the water in the NFL. Good or bad? 
I think it's good. I think Rich Paul, I know him personally. Uh, Rich Paul has proven himself. Listen, first of all, there's an abundance of African-Americans that are doing a hell of a job as agents. Mm. Bill Duffy has been Come around for ages. Yes. He's phenomenal. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, Aaron yes, yes. and Eric Goodwin, the twins, they're phenomenal. Um, Hank Thomas, he passed away. He represented D-Wade, Chris Bosh, and those boys, God rest his soul. The list goes on and on. But Rich Paul is definitely a star in this business. And it's not just because he represents LeBron. He represents Ben Simmons. He represents, you know, uh, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, and a host of Kyrie others. Kyrie, too? John Wall. Not Kyrie. John okay. Wall, uh, along with others. Oops. And and the thing about it is that let's understand something here. These guys that are agents, it's not like they don't have lawyers by their side right. dotting the I's and crossing the T's and making sure that they're on point. What they're about is cultivating relationships and being the conduit between the player and the legal lease of what they're doing. They're the ones that sit up there and play that role, guide them, you know, and, and advise them and things of that nature. And Rich Paul was absolutely right when he talked about the NCAA trying to get in the way of all of that stuff. He says, listen, it's about who they trust. Um, it's about who they confide in and what have you. Now, the NCAA, what they didn't mention is that when the NCAA passed that rule and then they reneged on it when he was, you know, trying when to got, eradicate the agent. Yeah. Well, you got to remember Condoleezza Rice, Grant Hill, mm. uh, David Robinson were all on that committee and they were just trying to, you know, insulate the athlete. But they made a mistake in yes, that regard. And that's why they corrected it. I need you to come back. Because I need to talk to you about Rock Nation. That's when I got confused oh, with Kyrie and all. I, 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 I need your Rock Nation. Maybe we'll do it off mm. mic. Okay. What you need? Whatever you need. Rock Nation. I want to talk to you about that. Okay, but wait for that caller. That caller was right. I know we got to okay. go. The caller was we right. Got 30 however, seconds. The caller was right. However, it's not just on the athletes, it's on the black community in general to reassess how we approach HBCUs with a deficit model as opposed to seeing it as a source of assets. Boom. She did that in eight seconds. All right. That's Larie Favors, y'all. <laughs> Afro State of Mind, the fastest mouth in the West. East, North, South, Stephen A. Smith, thank you for being here today.